will end this free show. <laughs> Which word so is the that? The free show will never end because I'm never going to say come. <laughs> Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men. This is the show where we watch the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute and we pair each minute with a film. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. Now, they, you usually put the last word of the free show in the actual show, right? Yeah, it leads into the show. Okay, so they heard that. Yes. Good. Um, what do we go, watch Go today? to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan <laughs> to get the full to context. Get context for what we just did. I, I was bamboozled. Uh, today, we are talking about episode, uh, minute 19. That's correct. And you have chosen, Emily, you have chosen yeah. to pair minute 19 with what film? The Prestige. Oh, is this a trick? Are you lying to me? <laughs> nope. Is there a film behind this film? Uh, I don't know how to continue this bit. Are there any so films I'm, up your sleeve? So I won't. <laughs> I need you to roll up your sleeves and show me there's no film film reel. A film reel? Yeah. Um, there's no film reel. So okay. you'll, just, you'll, 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 you'll just have to trust me. Okay. So you can bring up The Prestige whenever sure. it's appropriate. Whenever I so choose. Yes. Uh, let's get into the minute. Minute 19. That's not fair, Dad. You promised us. Yeah. That's that's uh, Kyle's line. Yes. Start the minute. He pops out from under the desk mm-hmm. uh, because now the Dubrows have left the room. Correct. Uh, that was at the end of the last minute. Yeah. So Kyle pops out from under the desk. He says, that's not fair, Dad, because he knows his dad's going to cancel their vacation. Yeah. And also that. Two. He- Is it Barbados? Bali? The Bahamas? Who can say? It's Bali. Okay. Um, so then he says, let me work on it, Kyle. Yeah. Right? And he's he's upset. He kind of puts his puts his hand to his head. Mr. Grant, he's very, um, he's like, God, I got to deal with Mrs. Dubrow. I got to deal with my kid. I got to deal with all this stuff. Um, now, this this next part, Kyle puts his hands on his hips, and, and he, he has a very stern pose. Yeah. While uh, his dad gets on the phone. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then this phone conversation I find very interesting as well. Okay. Did you did you catch the weird bit in this phone conversation? No, not at all. We only hear Mr. Grant's side of it, but he says on the phone, he just picks it up, and I think he dials zero. He dials for an operator or whatever. Sure. He says, I need to see Consuelo. Yeah. And then there's a pause, and he goes, oh, all right, send her in. Yeah. What do you think that's about? I think she just, oh, she's, she's nearby your office right now. Or she's maybe just standing right outside the door, because she pretty much instantly comes in. It's true. Uh... And then uh, this is where Kyle says, you can't fire Consuelo. He says, don't worry, kid. Yeah. I got a system. I have a system. Yeah. He says, fortunately, Mr. Durao doesn't remember who she wants to fire. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's at this point, he's kind of stepping to the middle of his office to greet Consuelo when Mm -hmm. she enters. Did you notice in the corner of his office? A jacket on a thing. No, I didn't. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. That's what I saw. I'm talking about the TV on wheels. Oh, I saw that. I didn't All think that was All us 90s so kids will remember when a TV on wheels oh, came sure. into the classroom. That meant there was a sub or there was at least a video going to be played. And, oh, what a good day it was going to be. What a great day. But where it's you, that style of watch, TV. Where you watch. Bill Nye the Science Guy? Or what's the one you like better than Bill Nye? I, no. Flargan Dargan the Margan Man? Beekman. There Beekman he is. was way better than Bill Nye. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't going to do a Bill Nye reference at all, though. I was just trying to pull the ultimate class movie, the ultimate movie that, the you know, the quintessential watch it in class movie. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't remember the name of the film Glory, but that's the, uh, oh. pull, that's the pull I was trying to make. The one for me was Remember the Titans. Oh, sure. Every, every, like, if there was ever a vote, mm-hmm. the whole class wanted to watch Remember the Titans. Sure. And I hate that film because of it. Yeah, that's fair. 
I'm not going to fight you on that. I did enjoy there was one time. Uh, here's some just classroom memories. One time we watched Shaolin Soccer. That's a great movie. I'm <laughs> very shocked that you watched that in a classroom. Yeah. Um, it was during PE because it was raining. Oh, sure. It was so a soccer instead movie. of physical education, you got physical. some. Yeah, physical. <laughs> you ever get some physical education? You got to exercise your physicals. <laughs> uh, and then. It was like the last day of school, and so I had an English teacher that put on uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that movie sucks. Yeah. Uh, we only got to watch the first, you know, 30 minutes of it. You know what's a great classroom movie memory for me? Hmm. This was in uh, computer class in sure. junior high school. The middle school. Uh, Seventh grade. Are you saying computer is in typing, or were you learning programs? We were learning, I mean, we were learning, like, Excel and Word okay. and stuff. Um. Uh, teacher put on the Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, shit. And it was the first time I'd ever seen that movie. That's wild. I was stoked. Yeah. Because I knew what it was. I'd just never seen it, so I was excited. That's That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> How would they... Did, was that... Kids don't get that, huh? I mean, I will say I was like one of maybe two kids in the class that was into it, but, but boy, oh boy, was I into it. Uh-huh. You know what's not a classic classroom movie? What? October Sky. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many times I've seen October Sky. Well, Homer Hickam himself, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, we're not here to talk about classroom movies today. No. We're no, here no. to talk about Dunstan Checks In and The Prestige. But uh, there, that TV in the corner with that was on that wheels. That TV in the corner. <laughs> Nobody puts TV in the corner. What's uh, wrong with us? <laughs> everything, apparently. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a weird thing. Why do you think that's in his office? Uh, he needs to do a presentation. But to who? Mrs. Dubrow. We didn't see that. Investors? We didn't see a presentation, though. Maybe he thought he was going to do a presentation, but the meeting didn't go as planned. Uh, I guess that's possible. Yeah. Um, so Consuelo comes in. I saw a jacket on a coat in the, oh, cor- tell me about this in jacket. the other corner. Like a suit jacket. Okay. But he's wearing a suit jacket. I know. That's why I was confused. Was it the same color? Uh, no, it was darker. Okay. And I'll tell you why. When I noticed it was uh-huh. during one of our we we did some special watches of this minute. Right. Um, when you say it like that, it sounds like drugs. So let's explain what it, <laughs> what special what was so special about these watches. Um. So Windows Movie, the just the Windows, the default Windows Movie Player has an option to quote play as 360, and what that means is it sort of. Like a 360 picture on Facebook, it sort of places you in the video, and you can scroll around. It sort of paints the video onto like a circle An around inner you. Sphere, yeah, yeah, and you can and you can circle around. We got some fun looks. I'm hoping our Instagram post will have an image taken from that watch. I think it will. Um, but during during one of those 360 watches is when I noticed this jacket in the corner, mm. and it seemed like a suit, like a formal suit jacket, in mm. case he needs to get more formal all of a sudden. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. That's I interesting. I thought it was an interesting touch. That is an interesting touch. Yeah. Uh, so Consuelo comes in. Yeah. There's They greet each other. Mm-hmm. Right? And Mr. Grant says right away, I'm giving you a week's paid vacation starting right now. Yes. And then Consuelo says, oh, I thank you. I want to talk you. about this. What? So Consuelo, she seems like she has a pretty low-level job at the hotel. Would you agree? Yes. I attempted to, in, in my screenshot, attempts i attempted to get a good look at her badge which yeah. would say her title yeah uh it looked like it was more than one word sure so it could have been something like head of blank mm. uh but i could not get any clearer than just i know that it's more than one word it just seems to me like she's your sort of average jill at this hotel mm. paid vacation it doesn't seem like something they would ever see 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it feels like she's at the same level of job that, like, I work. Yeah. And let me tell you, there ain't no paid vacations at my level of employment. Yeah. So I, I would think that her reaction would be a little a little bigger. Well, I... Or a little more surprised more. Not necessarily, like, bigger, because, like, if someone... If, if my boss pulled me aside and said, I'm giving you a week vacation, I'd be like, wait, what? Like, I, I wouldn't understand. Uh-huh. Well, I think her O is real big. That's true. And then I th- think I caught that she claps a little. But she's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, like a, but yeah, a very, like, small, quick, excited clap. That's true. You might be right. I, 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 I needed confirmation on the claps. <laughs> I didn't catch them. You didn't catch any of, like, it no. sounds like there's at least, like, three. I didn't Very catch them. small, it, it, low claps. I, I don't didn't know. catch them. Um, so then he says, then he continues real quickly. He goes, yeah. on one condition, you have to run out of this office right now. Crying. I would like to talk about the Prestige now. Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Prestige is a movie about double lives. Yeah. And about and hey, guess what? The Prestige is full of twists, and we're we gonna spoil them. Oh sure. So if you haven't seen the Prestige, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say don't. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's um, it's it's a wild ride. Yeah. I remember liking it more the first time I oh, saw. Oh, I remember it. loving it the first time I yeah. saw it, and I watched it this time, and I fucking hated it there's there's the structure i'm very intrigued by sure but then that's about as far as it takes structure to me frustrates me maybe it's just because i've been deep in the thick of it with a little show called lost sure but it's just the prestige actually i would say shares some i've been rewatching lost i can't i must have talked about that on the podcast (laughs) i've certainly talked about it on the internet Mm um in that it's a the thing about Lost and The Prestige is it's just super bullshit, like, not interesting or entertaining stories that are made only, the only kind of, you know, the only thing they have to them is is a unique structure, mm-hmm. which um, to me is, is, is not necessarily innovative or, or a good storytelling device as much as it is a way to hide the fact that there's not really anything cool or good going on in your story. Mm-hmm. That's my critique of the of both the prestige and loss. Yeah, I I can't not agree. Yeah, this this was the first time though I read uh, in, into a little bit on that it was based on a book, and the book sounds like it had a much more interesting like hook and structure. Yeah, where um it's their their both magicians the dueling magicians Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and Christian Bale, it's. Um, there's a modern day element involving their grandchildren. Oh, that sounds so much worse. Well, and then there's this is like already a, bad, and that sounds worse. There's also a mystical element. Okay. Yeah. You're only making it worse. I like a mystical element. Oh, I just realized that I have a note that is a more boiled down version of the thing I just said. By oh, the way, go ahead. I wrote just tell it normal style, Chris. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He he cannot. Yeah. I think he was cursed by. Some being that he can only make movies out of order. Because there is, there is a moment in this movie where I'm like, oh, is this just straight up Memento style? <laughs> is he just telling this in the same type of order that he told Memento? And no, it jumps around a little more than that, but still. Yeah, Memento is very specifically backwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I remember liking, and I still kind of like the idea that the two there's two two compelling plot lines or whatever you want to call it. The 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 way that action pushes forward is both magicians at different points in their lives are reading the diary of the other magician. Yeah. But then they do the same reveal on both. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And it only works. It only works the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do the same thing. You can't twice. just do it twice, Chris. Like that doesn't the, the reveal being that 
the one writing the journal knows the other one's reading it. Yeah. And so he has written the journal specifically so that he can end it with, and I know you are reading it. Yeah. And that's the way the second one ends too. And it's also, like, also, what if either of them like had just been flipping around and saw that? I mean, exactly. What if either of them did that well, thing? You ever read the last page of a book before the rest in case you die while reading it? Like, what's his name? Isn't that a thing that um the guy from Lost did? Oh no, he was specifically was saving a book so that it would be the last thing he read before oh, he died. Right, right. Hey, you know how that paid off? He did. He died. No, well, he did, and it just he didn't mention it. it just didn't fucking fuck. I hate Lost so much. <laughs> no. Uh, so okay, back to the prestige. Yeah. The part of one of them at least had to decode the journal. Yes. Which Hugh I, Jeff, I think Jeff's that would stop them to, from being to able to flip it. around. Yeah. But the other one, I don't think had to decode. Or a it journal. would encourage flipping around because you're trying to get a, a bigger sample size. Mm, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that just is a double reveal that doesn't quite go anywhere. I had also forgotten that the, um, the, the wife kills herself. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this fucking sucks. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I was like, Christopher Nolan, what the fuck are you doing? Like this... that doesn't even like that is just at that point. I feel like he's just like, oh, I got too many characters and I got to get well, rid this of some movie, of them. There's a, there's a weird cruelty to this movie that I think is just sort of unappealing and doesn't really add anything to the story. Yeah. Where... The, it, all the all the characters in this movie are sort of trapped in some form of hell or another. Yes. Um, which it, it, to, to the point it's trying to make by this, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. It seems very. It seems like uh, it's one of those movies. It's like a period piece, and it's like shot all nice, and it's it's it has this air of prestige to it, if you will. But um, there's really just fuck all going on, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially for the the build up and payoff with the Tesla sequence is also I yeah. feel really stupid. Yeah, I would agree. Like it's just really, really stupid, and it, and it does that dumb thing where some movies do, where a character says something very point blank early on in the film, mm-hmm. and we're like, that must mean something deep. Yeah, and later on we find out no, they're just saying exactly what they fucking mean. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> there's just no subtext there. It's just yeah. It's just literally just exactly an, what they just mean. Just an accurate statement. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of stupid. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I saw this film, mm. I was a big big fan of the Tesla portions, mm. uh, because Tesla is played by David Bowie, someone who uh, whose work meant a lot to me at certain points in my life, uh, and who I recently discovered some knowledge that I had managed to avoid somehow. Yeah. Uh, he's a real big. He was uh, a real big fucking creep and a rapist. And uh, as much as his music meant to me, uh, I can only say now that it's a good thing he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but don't th- have heroes is the lesson of this. I wanted to bring this up because I feel weird because David Boy was so huge to me. And yeah. I feel like it would be weirdly conspicuous if I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, David Bowie, fuck off. You broke my heart. I mean, you did worse than that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then his assistant is played by Andy Circus. Andy Circus in and a, it, is an early non CGI circus role. I feel like now yeah. people are more used to seeing a physical circus. People are used to seeing a physical circus. Black Panther, my my chum. Oh sure, <laughs> and well, in Ultron, he appeared first. Sure, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, I, Was he in the circus movie that the, the, I'm not? I'm not trying to do a pun. Was he in that Hugh Jackman circus no, musical? Why no, am no. I thinking that? Was he in Water for Elephants? No. Okay. He was in neither of those I'm films. I'm striking out. Let me tell you, I saw both of those films in theaters. You love Water for Elephants. <laughs> it's like your favorite do. movie. <laughs> kind of do. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do we even got to say about the prestige? So you're saying that this this minute has twists and turns? Well, I would say this minute, uh, 
you know, what he's doing here is it, it sort of could fit into the three stages of a trick yes. that Michael Caine lays out. He makes something disappear, Consuelo, mm-hmm. and then the prestige, which happens, you know, presumably a week later off screen, yeah. is that he brings her back, mm-hmm. which is what the prestige is in a magic trick according to Michael Caine in this film. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. A, <laughs> Michael Caine. No, and then that's the other thing. I remember... I don't remember thinking much of Michael Caine's character in this film, but then watching it for this minute, Mm -hmm. he goes through this journey of just, I'm like, oh, he's just a guy who's making the tricks. Yeah. And then he's like, like almost like a complete turn when he helps Hugh Jackman kidnap the trick builder for Christian Bale. Yeah. He kidnaps Fallon, locks, buries him in a, in a fucking coffin, a shallow grave just so that they can get the secrets. Right. Yeah. And then he has like a whole other another twist where we see that he's helping the daughter. Yeah. And get helping keep the daughter away from um, Hugh Jackman. Because he finds out he didn't know that Hugh Jackman faked his death. Then he finds out. Then he's mad about it. Yeah. What, I was like, what is Michael Caine even fucking doing in this movie? I couldn't tell you. His character's so insane. I couldn't tell you. Like he doesn't. I don't know. This I, movie also and it has a lot of weird leaps that I think are are for drama, but that I just don't really buy. Hmm. So like huge ass man. Um, we we first of all they're doing this trick. That, so the the transported man is this yes. big trick that Christian Bale can do that Hugh Jackman wants to be able to do. Hmm. Um, where uh, Christian Bale appears in one location and then in the blink of an eye appears in another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Hugh Jackman starts doing his own version of this with a double that he found who is uh, Hugh Jackman auditioning for the role of Nigel Thornberry is how I would describe this sure. person. They Especially give him some kind of fake teeth. Fake teeth, big nose. And in the first scene, his blonde hair, he's really, the, like the voice he's doing and his whole head is just extremely Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Um, but then... Because the double is the last one on stage, he's like so jealous of the double getting the applause. Yeah, nobody cares about the the man in the box. It's the one who steps out that's important. But so he's, I guess, he goes from that like being you know bothered by that, but ultimately doing that trick to being like, well, okay, I will accept a fifty fifty chance that I will die in this trick. Like that just seems like a weird leap to me. The idea that he he so doesn't want to share the spotlight, and it's not even fifty fifty chance. There's a hundred, but like he dies every night. Yes, like unequivocally, he goes into the water tank and kills himself every single night. Well, and then that was another thing that I I hadn't even considered. So it's because you know, guess what, Hugh Jackman, you still don't get the applause that when you'd kill yourself in a weird water tank, your clone gets the one applause one night and then kills himself the next night. Yeah. The well, he, and he does that performance one hundred times. Yes. So he bought a warehouse big enough to hold one hundred of those gallon, those tanks of water. Yeah. And then he has one hundred of those tanks. He's wasting so much money. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That makes me crazy. And also, it just as it, it for like, I just don't buy that he's like so incensed by the idea that he doesn't get the applause and he wants to one up Christian Bale. Yeah. I I still think that scene where he does it for the first time and the clone appears. And he shoots the clone. That's like, that's a crazy thing to put in a movie. Yeah. That's like really like what, like Chris, Christopher Nolan <laughs> had done a lot of crazy things in movies. Yeah. That was perhaps the craziest. Yeah. Um, and that's actually not in the original novel. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd read is that what, what actually happened was when he tries to use that machine to do the trick uh-huh. is that it made it half worked. So there was a spirit version of him and then his physical body. Yeah. And his physical body kept 
kept getting weaker mm. and the spirit version didn't get stronger but just didn't go away and couldn't figure out what to do and so at one point he does try and merge back with a physical body but that's See, like this when he all sounds dies. bad to me you keep saying the book is better but this all sounds bad to it me it sounded cooler i was like this makes more sense than like oh like cloning exists tesla figured it out but no I one mean, ever it, it just seems differently bad to me eh. I don't know. Um, I, I I think there's a lot that Nolan and uh, whoever he wrote this with uh, that they brought to the table that just didn't wasn't working for us. Yeah. In present day. Well, I'll tell you, I remember loving this film when I first saw it. Um, famously, not on not on this podcast, but famously in our personal lives, I would say mm. I took a hard turn on Nolan when Interstellar came out because I fucking hated that movie so much that it made me <laughs> retroactively hate other Christopher Nolan movies. Now, was that Ready Player One or was that Interstellar that had the corn syrup wars? Oh, that was that was um, that was Ready Player One. Okay, but there was something about corn in fucking Interstellar, right? Probably. Okay. Um, and I, this to me, only for I haven't seen The Dark Knight since I turned around on it and began hating Nolan. But mm. this to me only further confirms my my theory that I would hate The Dark Knight if I watched it again. Wow! Wow! Christopher Nolan just sucks so bad. He's just such a bad. He's, the movies aren't good. I'd like to think something happened. At, at or after the dark night i don't sure. know i don't know i'd like to think that up until the dark night it was pretty pretty good times but I don't, I don't know i liked um dunkirk i didn't see dunkirk i can't imagine liking it it's it's his least uh you know out of order film yeah perhaps <laughs> put it that way I don't know. Uh, I guess. So you think of but it's like i i just when you chose the prestige mm-hmm. I, I was getting, you know, the, the, the tricks and illusions angle. So this is like your your top magician movie I mean, in your mind? I, not anymore because uh-huh. I hated it. But it comes to your mind first when you think of magician movies or something? Yeah. Okay. Remember when this movie and The Illusionist came out in the same year? Yeah. What a weird time. I was worried that you that you were thinking of The Illusionist and saying The Prestige. Oh, no. I was very worried I would come here today to record and you would say on air and say that you had mixed the two up. <laughs> And I thought that would be really funny. Uh, no, of course not. Yeah, because the 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 illusionist. I don't know if that would hold up either. Honestly, I didn't like it back then. <laughs> it's a it's a strange one. Who we got? Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Beale. Oh, I think Jessicas. it's Beale. I think it's Beale. It is Beale. Yeah. It is Beale. Yeah. Alba was the Fantastic Four. She was. She okay. was Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that fits. Yep. That's a good prestige goes with this minute. Thank you. <laughs> it really does. Uh, so back to the minute. The He said, on one condition, you have to run out of this office right now crying. Yes. Now, the way that she... She doesn't question this either. No. You were saying earlier, if you were Consuelo... Yes. You would be questioning, why am I getting a week's paid vacation? What's going on? At this I point, think, though? Uh-huh. At this point, though, I'd be like, pretty nice. <laughs> And I would, I would, I would, I think I would roll with it. So I do, I buy her response okay. here. I would, I think I would question it, but, but per, perhaps she wouldn't. Yeah. The, um, and then the, the other thing I think is, is this, do you think this is something, so Mr. Grant says he has a system. He says this to his son mm-hmm. and he says, he knows how to handle this. How many times before this do you think he's done this? Five. Five? Yeah. Because the last time I'm going to say four to six, actually. Yeah. I'm thinking it might be less. Four sounds about right to me. Maybe even three. Yeah. Because if this is March, the the movie does start on March 22nd. Yes. 
uh, and then the last time they fired someone like this was Christmas. That's three months before. Yeah. So I, I could only imagine he's maybe been doing this for about a year. Sure. Do you think word gets around? Who, but between who? The, whoever gets the whoever's supposed to be fired, and then they get that week's paid vacation. Do you yeah. think they come back and they're like, they're like, oh, I'm so glad Mrs. DeBrow said to fire me. Do you think anyone's ever tried to do a, a, a trick where they want to be fired by DuBrow? Oh, that's interesting. So they can get that week's paid vacation? Yeah. Do you think Consuelo did this? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> was this, she was holding that dog and she was like... Maybe she was waiting. She was waiting in the wings with the dog. Yeah. yeah. I like this theory. If you think back to that to that minute, she's standing at a desk or and around a corner. Sense. It would absolutely get She just around. comes bursting around that yeah, corner. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're onto something here. Because <laughs> I can't imagine that... The other other people at this hotel don't know about this system that Mr. Grant no. says is so good. Because they, like, know Consuelo. Mm. They see her leaving. If, if you see someone leaving your workplace crying and it's, like, your friend and your coworker, you're going to notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to ask them, hey, what happened? And then yeah. they're going to tell you, yeah. I'm getting a week paid vacation because Mrs. DeBrow wanted to fire me. Yeah. That's, I think that's, like, a, that's a good little trick. Yeah. Um. So then... They go through a kind of a back and forth miming at each other. Yeah. Where um, Mr. Grant first hands her a handkerchief. Mm-hmm. She she works up a cry. She smiles because she knows she's crying right. She's like she's yeah. like I've got a good cry face going. Yeah. Um, and then there's some hand gestures that yeah that that Mr. Grant does to her. First he kind of mimes like the cry, the tears. He's yeah. pointing with his fingers to his eyes down his face. Yeah. And then he turns that into kind of what I have written as a growl face. I wrote tear claws, but <laughs> yeah. like claw, not like Santa Claus, like claws, like he's, claws of an animal. Yeah, he's definitely holding his hands out and motioning his fingers as if they are claws grabbing onto something. Yeah. What do you think that's all about? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It was weird <laughs> as hell. <laughs> it is really, it's almost like a clown or like a mime. It's a real, yeah. it's it's something beyond our scope of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, she's she's had it, she's got enough going. Uh, some fake tears, the uh, crying face, runs out of the office. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grant turns to camera, <laughs> to his son, and he says, bueno. Yeah. This is a, a I guess, a lame joke attempt because she's Consuelo and he's saying bueno. I guess. I, I, I can't make sense of that. Yeah. Um, it seems vaguely racist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But but I think it's 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 in the style of what a joke would be in the nineties. Sure. Yeah. Where where you just say a racist joke in the nineties. Yeah. 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 A racist joke in the nineties. Where a joke was just saying one word you knew about the culture that you had just interacted with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So it's it's just it's just bad. Uh. She goes running through the lobby. Uh-huh. Uh. And the last thing that we see, she's going out the doors. Mm-hmm. Uh. And we see Mrs. Dubrow is. Uh, kind of turned not in focus comes into focus and then turns her head towards the camera this is like one other well yeah her her face yeah occupies like one frame it's like the final frame of this minute <laughs> yeah and that's it for this minute yep yeah plugs uh well let me say what what we're gonna do for next oh sure minute, minute 20 minute 20 the next episode minute 20 shall be paired with Ocean's Eleven, the 2001 version starring yes. George Clooney, George Brad Clooney, Pitt, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Matt Day. I'm out. Bernie Mac. Ah. Tony Shalhoub. No. Not Did you later? say Tony Shalhoub? Oh, wait. <laughs> Did you not say Tony Shalhoub? I always, Andy Garcia. Andy Gar, sure. Um, Casey F. Casey F. Scott Cobb. Scott Cobb. <laughs> um, who's the guy who plays Rhodey now? We haven't said him yet. Don Chi. Don Chi. 
Um, when we haven't said um, who, who the guy Pretty plays? Woman. Oh, Julia Rob. J- Julia Rob. Yeah, we're missing. So the there's we're a, missing the the older men. Oh yeah, we got Cal. Uh, the uh, Edward no. Carl Rye. Carl Rye and. <laughs> Elliot Goo. Yeah, there you go. And then the only one that that I think neither of us could pull is their tech guy. Well, there's two that we haven't able to pull. The tech guy who, in my memory, I always substitute with Tony Shalhoub. That's why I said that. That's interesting. And um, is he? Oh wait, is he not in Eleven? The amazing. Uh, oh yeah, he's in it. What's his name? The ama- I, it's the amazing something. The character's name Chen? is the amazing. Thing. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, that might be his actual name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're not going to get the tech guy. We're, we're not even going to try, huh? It's Tony Shalhoub. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, um, you know, you're, you're one of your favorite actors uh, for his performance in uh, one of your favorite films, cameoing Topher Gray. Oh, sure, Topher Gray's up in the mix. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to pair with Minute 20. Yeah. Look out for that. Uh, and then now for plugs, uh, you could find me on another podcast called nothing new, a remake podcast. Uh, it's, it's a, a show where myself and Justin Kizan talk about remakes every month. We pick a film and it's remake, you know, and we talk about them and we compare them. Our January episode was on Miss Bala and Miss Bala. Uh, that's a weird, it's a weird pairing again. It's our first a uh, uh, non-English to English remake. Oh wow! That, that was yeah. You would think that would have come earlier. Wow! But there it was. Wow! Uh, yeah. Oh I wow! I don't know if I'd recommend going to see Miss Bala in theaters. So uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the the original is a uh, is something. Uh, go ahead and uh, check that out. Benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, another show I do is called It's on My List. It's on my list. Pod.com. Every month, me and uh, five others get together and talk about films that people say should be on your list. Uh, we've covered everything from The Matrix to Gone with the Wind to The Shining and and, and beyond. Uh, our most re- recent we got episode. a real loud plane situation happening. Very I live good. pretty close to a air base. Yes, force. That's the one. Air force base is base. the one I wanted. Um. Our most recent episode was on Jaws. So go check that out. We found someone who hadn't seen Jaws. Uh, it's on my list, pod.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcasterandrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream thrice a weekly on Twitch. On Tuesdays, I play Fortnite with this jingle jangler over here. Well, sometimes Fortnite, sometimes whatever else. Yeah. Um, Thursdays, I'm playing Dark Souls 3 with Sadie, who you will hear on a future episode of this podcast. And on sometimes Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, I play something uh, with Lily, who you heard on a past episode of this podcast. Um, Did you just plug the Patreon? We did it at the start, but we can do it now, too. Patreon busted free. Patreon.com slash Went to patreon.com slash Dunstan checks in. And I've had to make up a new song to fit the words. Uh, we post uh, pre-show episodes there. And soon Preesh? we'll be posting... Oh. Um, Preesh? Oh. Yeah. Soon we'll be posting al- alternate episodes. Alternisodes. Yeah. We've only recorded one of those. Yeah, we gotta get on that. <laughs> 
They're they're weird ones. Go to crumbledom.from and that's where you'll find them. And make sure to follow us on uh, follow us on Instagram at Dunstan Chexman. And on Twitter at Majestic Hotel and Y. And find us on YouTube. Your tube. YouTube is uh, you know, they haven't given us a, ch- a channel name, so just search for Dunstan Checks Man. I'm sure it'll pop up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, review? Rate and review us on Bapple Hi-Tunes. Oh! Bapple Pi-Tunes? Snapple Cry-Tunes. Okay. Um, and what I want you to do is give us five stars and then describe either... A paranormal encounter that you have had in oh, your life. Oh, my God. Or if you haven't had one, if you're a poor soul like me who hasn't had one, the closest person to you that has had one, tell me about theirs. That's We've a- also had some, we have had some iTunes reviews since we last checked in that I, that, that for some reason they came all at once. Mm. Like I checked one week and there was only the, the pumpkin roll recipe on our iTunes page. And then I checked next week and there were like five more, but mm. they were from more than a week old. It just wasn't showing them up until that point oh, for some reason. That's um, really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I, so we, thank you to the people who gave us reviews. Yes. And also thank you to, I just recalled, I think we had a, 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 a Patreon person up their number. Oh. Uh, and it was, it was a Rivera. Oh, thank you. A Rivera. Yeah. That was very, very kind of them. Um, good job. A Rivera also, I believe wrote the pumpkin roll review. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm so happy for that. <laughs> a Rivera, number one fan. That's right. Everyone else. I'm calling you out. Now, now I gotta have a number one fan contest. Yeah, number one fan so far. A Rivera leading the charts. <laughs> uh, that's it. Bye. We're checking out. <laughs> to all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. And here, youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. (laughs) That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.